0: Right for the longest time I was embarrassed to say I still get anxiety sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, of course I do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a human. <laughs>
1: yeah, and that's that unrealistic expectation which is a big part of the perfectionism is in it and oh. I think that's what comes up in us in as a therapist that I'm meant to be the perfect therapist with no problems. And and I have yeah. to say that's also something that's expected from us from other people. So I think I do the best job I can. Of sharing my imperfections and mm. telling people and telling whether it's on social media or whether it's my client. I told a client something today. I mentioned, oh, yeah, I asked for help with my decisions. And they're like, wait, what? I was like, absolutely. I ask for help for decisions, especially big ones. I don't make them by myself. And they looked at me like, <laughs> I, was like no, I don't yeah. live yeah. this life alone. And so I think that's so important. That's my tagline is embrace your imperfections and authentically be you.
0: Hi, I'm Biz Cush, a life coach and therapist, and your host here on the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. We're talking to women all over the world who found their way back to themselves, to their inner knowing, to their intuition, to their wisest self. We're exploring how to feel alive, authentic, engaged, and fully present in your life. Let's awaken your wise woman. Hi there, I'm Biz Cush, and this is my podcast. And I'm so excited that you're here. We have an amazing conversation with Bianca Hughes coming up. But before we jump into that, I wanted to let you know that there are just a couple of coaching spots available with me, one-on-one coaching to reignite your inner light So if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, if you know that you are a highly sensitive woman that would like to feel more aligned and calm and at ease in your life, let's do this. Let's explore. Let's find out if working with me is the right thing for you. I love working one-on-one with women. It fills me up. It helps me feel fulfilled. It aligns with my values. It just, it's the best thing. So, if you think that working with me might be a good fit for you, I'd be so excited to explore with you what's holding you back, what needs filling up, what needs changing, and where do you go from here? We will look into and explore your values how they're aligned. Are they really driving your life at this point or have they kind of been put to the side because of all the other important things that take up your life, but sometimes the values need to be brought back in intentionally. We'll look at your energy, where it's flowing out, where it's flowing in, because oftentimes we're giving a lot of our energy to things that just leave us feeling drained. And we will help you. We will work on tapping into your inner wisdom because it's there. We lose track of it sometimes, but it is there and it can help guide you in all parts of your life. And all of those things will help you feel more aligned and in tune with you, yourself. So I'd be honored to talk to you about working with me and you can check out my website at com, And once you're there, you can sign up for a free 45-minute discovery call to see if coaching with me is the right next step for you. So this week's conversation, hmm, Bianca Hughes, I was privileged, honored, excited to be a guest on her podcast. It didn't break me about a year ago, and you can find that on her website, and that will be included in the show notes. But today, she and I are going to be exploring perfectionism, procrastination, feeling more mm, balanced and compassionate towards our imperfections, because you know we all have them, and how anxiety plays a role in all of those things. Bianca, Shared her own story about what brought her to this work, which was beautiful. I always love it when women are willing to share the vulnerable parts of their journeys. And we're going to really look closely at how your inner critic shows up when things don't go the way you planned, when things don't feel perfect, and how we can work on that within ourselves through compassion and kindness and care. So don't go away. Here's a little bit more about Bianca. Bianca Kesha Hughes is setting boundaries and breaking barriers. Known for authenticity and heartwork work services, Bianca is the ultimate trailblazer in the mental health and wellness field as a therapist, coach, speaker, and podcast host, inspiring her audience to let go of the illusion of perfectionism. Bianca helps women overwhelmed with perfectionism connect to their inner selves to essentially embrace their imperfections and authentically be themselves. Her podcast, It Didn't Break Me, creates a space for honest and vulnerable conversations. Her guests share their stories on the messy stuff they didn't think they'd come back from, yet they are still here. She shares the transformation that has happened for her as she's learned to work with her imperfections, embracing them and letting go of perfectionism. So let's jump in to this conversation with Bianca Hughes. Hi, Bianca. Welcome to the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. I'm so excited to have you. I am excited to be here, Biz. I'm very excited. Yeah. Well, just for the listeners, I got to be on Bianca's podcast. Maybe was it a year ago? I don't even know. I can't even remember.
1: It was like May of 2022. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And we had such a great conversation that I said, "Hey, you've got to come on my podcast too." (laughs) So, if you wouldn't mind telling listeners a little bit about you and what are you do?
1: So my name is Bianca Hughes. I am from London, but I live in Atlanta. I have done for the past 17 years. And a big part of what I do, just me as a person, is really breaking barriers and setting boundaries and in particular barriers of the mind. And the spaces I get to do that are as a therapist. So I have my practice authentically be you counseling in speaking engagements, also on the podcast. It didn't break me in terms of interviewing guests and them sharing their stories or things they thought would break them. But it did again, notice the name breaking barriers. <laughs> and so then I also have an ebook that's come out. It's okay to be imperfect. So those are the different spaces that I work in and you know do my work in yeah
0: and so what got you doing so i know you do work with boundaries but perfectionism too like i know a lot of women can really push to do all parts of their lives perfectly yeah and that can really cause a lot of distress but what what got you to want to help with that with
1: perfectionism so i always like to share this story (laughs) because it wasn't a perfect journey i didn't wake up and say oh i want to work with perfectionism i actually wanted to work with men because i'd worked so much with women mentoring i'd worked in a home with women who were sex trafficked so i'd done a lot of work with women and so it's like what about the men they need some support but i really felt like god for me laid it on my heart was like no it's perfectionism. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. I'm over that. I don't want to deal with, I don't want to have to look at myself. I don't want to have to bring these things up. Right. So there was some resistance. Mm. I did not wake up and say yes. So after having some (laughs) resistance and really getting in touch and listening, I said, okay, let's try it out. And it's the best thing I've ever done. It's interesting. Some of the things we sometimes resist can be the best thing for us. And I think it wasn't just for me, it was also for my clients, because to me, perfectionism, I like to say it's either in the driver's seat or in the passenger seat or in the trunk of your car or boot of the car, we like to say in England. And for me, at one point it was in the driver's seat and now it's really more in the back seat, but it can creep back up. And so I think when it does creep up in me and I work through this stuff, it still means I'm in this space to continue to empathize, connect with the clients and help them and not be like, this is you. I'm like, no, no, no. We're in this together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really coming from a place of knowing what it's like to Mm -hmm. just be working with it all the time. I mean, to me, perfectionism and anxiety go so closely Mm -hmm. hand in hand. And it wasn't really something I, I mean, that's something that has come to me, just how deeply connected Mm -hmm. they are more recently in my life. And I could see how it can jump in perfectionism, Mm -hmm. even when you think like, I've got this handled. But I love what you said about when you were considering or thinking about working with men and perfectionism popped up and you said to yourself, like, I don't want I don't want to have to look at myself, which can be so hard. Mm-hmm. And when you were working through your own perfectionism and issues around that, how did that impact your life? Where did you come from and are now? Because you said it's in the backseat, but what was it like when yeah. I was driving the car?
1: I think the important thing is to know is I actually didn't know it was driving the car. It was driving the car. And I think a lot of people don't realize it. Yeah. Someone might point it out to them like, no, no way. Right. So mine was, I realized thinking back,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I would always make sure I would work really hard, getting the best grades my appearance, like there were times my mom will be like, just go to the shop and go get milk. I'm like, no, I got to have a shower first. I got to do all this. And it's like right down the street, like no one's going to see me. And so that was the one of the things for me, personal insecurities, not feeling like I was enough. And the way that showed up would be in trying to control situations or people. People sometimes will say to me, you always want to be right. And the truth of the matter is. It wasn't about being right. I know this might make sense for some, but not for others, but it wasn't about being right. It was, I was afraid to be wrong because then I would experience rejection. Mm. It was like, I just can't be wrong. It wasn't that I wanted to be right. It was like, I can't be wrong because if I'm wrong, then I'm going to feel this shame. I'm going to feel this rejection. And so that's how it would show up in the control Mm -hmm. making sure not asking for help trying to do everything all by myself and so those are the ways personally for me and then you know in my thought patterns like that's a big part not feeling like i'm enough not feeling like i'm fulfilled always going to the next goal so i'm very accomplished right and that's the thing like i'm also a high achiever but you can be a high achiever and not deal with perfectionism Right. But I was a high achiever and I dealt with perfectionism.
0: Yeah. And it's almost like one drives the other, drives. The, it's like just like a mm-hmm. constant keep turn, going, turn, 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 turn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause it never feels like anything I do or anything I did was enough. And so yeah. it was really trying to connect my sense of worth to performance.
0: Mm. And I find that, at least for myself, and I think this is probably true for other therapists, that this sense of feeling accomplished enough to be a good therapist can really push that accomplishment perfectionism. Like how much training do I need? How many, how many certifications do I have to get? Yeah. That's
1: exhausting.
0: It is. And it's hard because
1: one of my therapists told me one time that our field is not rewarding in the sense that we don't always hear back from a client True. this is good this we we have to come to this place where we are secure that i'm a great therapist not because everybody is healed but maybe because the ther maybe because the clients are coming back maybe because i'm getting referrals maybe because i'm seeing the changes that are being made maybe my biggest one is maybe because I'm willing to go to therapy and be be vulnerable and get that help and be able to help my clients. Maybe because I don't think I can do it all. And I do ask for consultation because I don't know everything and that's okay. And that's how it's a community feel. So and it's not to say I don't sometimes, oh my God, what did I do? I'm the worst therapist in the world. Oh, oh my God, I missed it. And it's like in the group chat instantly. Oh my God, I just <laughs> cannot believe. And then everyone's like, no, you're okay. And it's like
0: <laughs> I hear you. It's
1: so is You know the group chat. You know exactly it's oh. <laughs> in the therapist group chat. It's like, oh, it's one yeah. of those days. <gasps> oh my God, you never believe what just happened. Oh my gosh. So it's having that, but we do, we're like, Oh my God, did I just ruin them? Oh my gosh. So yeah, it can be very heightened. Yes. <laughs> if, as a therapist too. Yes.
0: yes. Yeah. And just that sense of responsibility in the, mm-hmm. in the session with the clients that can really, yeah, just feel heavy sometimes, but mm-hmm. I really appreciated your sharing just that need for The community support because Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. how much that has helped me, and you know, without consultation, I don't know what I would. And my own therapy, right? Yeah, I mean, this has been, yeah, yeah. I know I'm a better therapist because of my own therapy. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. And those are the things you have to grasp on. But it's like, oh, well, is something wrong with me because I go to therapy? Oh, for the (laughs) longest time,
0: yeah, right. For the longest time, I was embarrassed to say I still get anxiety sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a human. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's that unrealistic expectation, which is a big part of the perfectionism. Is And, it, and oh. I think that's what comes up in us and as a therapist, that I'm meant to be the perfect therapist with no problems. And And I have yeah. to say, that's also something that's expected from us, from other people. So I think I do the best job I can of sharing my imperfections. And Mm. telling people and telling whether it's on social media or whether it's my client. I told a client something today. I mentioned, oh, yeah, I asked for help with my decisions. And they're like, wait, what? I was like, absolutely, I asked for help for decisions, especially big ones. I don't make them by myself. And they looked at me like, (laughs) I I don't live this life alone. And so I think that's so important. That's my tagline is embrace your imperfections and authentically
0: be you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I was yeah. looking at your website today and I was like, oh, I just love that. <laughs> and how did you know, or when did you know that something for you needed to shift, that the perfectionism was really, was something you wanted to work on to help relieve some of this distress for yourself? <laughs> you want to?
1: <laughs> Grad school? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my gosh. Don't... Yeah, <laughs> don't ever meet the DSM and you're feeling the worst in your life because <laughs> you will think you are every single diagnosis in the oh DSM. Oh my gosh,
0: that is so true. I think it was the that DSM. So I think
1: it was between the DSM class, learning about diagnosis and I married the family class. And I'm like, okay. oh, something's not okay here. No, I, yeah, it was grad school, grad school. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I think my (laughs) my insecurities, my anxiety, my recognizing how much my trauma Mm. was impacting me. I was just like, oh, I've got it all.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was a defining moment. And I had a great therapist, thankfully, who has done that, really helped me and uncover that. So that Mm -hmm. was what it was for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I hear you. I totally hear you. (laughs) And so for listeners who maybe are recognizing that perfectionism is something they need to work on or want to know more about, like how do you help your clients embrace, and how have you helped yourself embrace imperfection? Mm-hmm. because um, that I know Brene Brown has that book. And I know a lot of people have heard brene Brown on on imperfection and shame and all of that. But I think it's harder to really conceptualize as us. For the everyday person,
1: mm. so the first thing is is awareness, right? So we're talking about the definition. For me, is my definition is a constant, a consistent and exhausting cycle of trying to be enough, mm-hmm. and the awareness is also this can happen in any area of your life. So it yeah. might happen in your career, but it might not happen in your parenting or in your parenting, but not in your career. Could happen in your money. It can happen in these different areas in our relationships in our romantic in our expectations in our also in our sex life too like it you know when you're thinking about oh, sex yeah. and performance and all these things so understanding yeah. that it can show up differently and understanding how it shows up for you so i like to say to people that teaching them it's a that language of not enough i don't feel mm-hmm. like i'm enough i don't yeah. feel like i'm doing enough i don't feel like i'm good enough right and so kind of like that Brene Brown, when she talks about the shame. So understanding what it's like for you, what you do, how you respond. I talked about controlling or not wanting to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And maybe someone's made a comment that you didn't listen to. Mm-hmm. And so the awareness piece is the big piece because the, the tendency is, oh, I have this, let me how to fix it. And I'm like, it's hard to fix even though I don't feel like you need fixing, it's just understanding. It's hard to fix something if you don't know what it looks like. So what yeah. it looks like and what it sounds like, what actions are you doing? What's the self-talk in your head? And I think that's a big piece. And then understanding this is not your fault, mm. right? And mm-hmm. there's so much shame around it, not being fearful of being wrong, for fearful of making a mistake, fearful of biggest the root issue is the fear of rejection and you weren't born like this this is part of your experiences and kind of understanding that so once people can understand that then we start looking at the critical self-talk because we tend to be really mean and harsh on ourselves and how can we be kinder and then i mentioned the unrealistic expectations you have 10 items on your list and you expect yourself to get that done in an hour that's unrealistic. Okay, so let's look at, yeah. and then when you don't, you feel embarrassed, you feel shameful, and you start beating yourself up. So let's take a look at the things that you have going on that are causing you overwhelm and anxiety. Put them down on a piece of paper and let's begin to see what's in our control, what's out of our control, what can we delegate, what needs to be done, what's a priority, what can wait, right? And because in your head, everything's a priority. But on paper, you're like, oh, this is not important right now. And so having some of those tools in place and kind of things in place gets it going. So now this client can understand, okay, this is how I handle when this happens. This is what I do when I start avoiding. This is how I can manage that because this is what works for me. This is what I do when I'm overwhelmed and anxious. So that's that awareness once you know then you know what to put in place to help with the critical self-talk, the unrealistic expectations, the feelings of shame and anxiety. I shouldn't feel like this, <laughs> right? Yeah, <Yes. laughs> I shouldn't feel yes. like this. And we're going back to one of my clients always said, I, you always remind me I'm a human. And I'm like, yes, that is the thing. <laughs> and I have to remind myself that too.
0: Yes, yes.
1: For me personally, the biggest thing I always tell people, my biggest thing was asking for help. Yeah. My biggest thing, because that deals with the shame.
0: Oh my gosh. I can't, so
1: I can't do it all. Yeah. Yeah. And if I can't do it all, something's wrong with me. And now I'm like, I ask for help all day. I don't care because I also know what I am great at.
0: Yeah. And interestingly, I had a conversation a while ago with another woman who was saying that like asking for help also allows us when we, Get better at it when we recognize Mm -hmm. we need help and ask. It creates a situation where we actually get to receive the help. And Mm -hmm. that feels good to both the giver and the receiver. Mm -hmm. Like that's a very reciprocal experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where sometimes asking for help can feel like you're a burden or too needy or a problem. Yeah. And yet, really, I mean, I think most of the time, if we're asking the right people, people want to help. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And something else you mentioned, what am I avoiding? I know sometimes perfectionism can lead to a lot of avoidance, procrastination, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which some I really hadn't thought about that relationship before. Because you think of perfectionism as somebody always trying to be perfect and pushing to that, but sometimes it can lead to shutdown, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Because we don't, that procrastination piece, right? So it's often the language of, I have a goal, I need to complete this project, but again, the expectation, but I need to do it right the first time. And if I can't do it right, or I don't think I can do it right the first time, I'm just not going to do it at all. Yeah. Yeah, And that is how the perfectionism comes into that procrastination is this unrealistic expectation to get it right the first time, no mistakes. Because of course, if I make mistakes, I feel rejected. I feel like a failure. And that's where all that shame comes in. Mm, Again, yeah, that, that, that feels intolerable. Yeah. yeah. And that avoidance yeah. piece, right? So some people do get confused because they associate procrastination with laziness. And I'm like, no. Uh, mm-hmm. No, that's one of the things I've worked on a lot this year is procrastination and it makes a huge difference. It's just, it's once you realize it's a story that you're telling yourself in your head with the procrastination and this unrealistic expectation, it
0: begins to get easier. Yeah. Yeah, Because like, who's going to get it right the first time Mm -hmm. around? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think about writing, I think about podcasting, I think about Mm-hmm. Yeah, just showing up in the world. We don't always get it right. And no, there shouldn't be that expectation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. But the world does put it on. I
1: mean, I always say to people, you know, again, like I said at the beginning, perfectionism is not just you, it's these images we saw, it's these messages. And all of those images, especially in the Western world, especially here in America, is like, it's just all perfect. And you have this is what a, Family is supposed to look like, right? No issues. You know, they always use this term, oh, your family's dysfunctional. And I'm like, I just don't even think we should use that word because families are dysfunctional. I'm sorry, because you get a bunch of people together who didn't choose to be together, and now we've got to be in relationship with each other. Uh yeah, there's <laughs> gonna be some dysfunction there. I guess <laughs> like it's, it's yeah. gonna happen. And so yeah. understanding that they use these images and things like that, that. Make us feel like, oh my God, I'm not doing it right because I I'm looking over here comparing myself, and that's that other piece, right?
0: Comparison. Oh my gosh! And social media has yes. just amplified that. Yes. One hundred and twenty percent. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Because I feel like even in the social media sharing, where somebody's like, "Oh, I had this horrible day, and I did all these things that were, whatever, made all these mistakes." But then I learned this great lesson and my <laughs> life is perfect because I came away from it with this beautiful, you know, so it's like, yeah, you're showing that things aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're mm-hmm. c- creating this scene where we all come out of it with like rainbows mm-hmm. and butterflies, which mm-hmm. doesn't always happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah totally agree with you.
0: Mm. So how has... For you, shifting this dynamic with perfectionism and striving to be perfect, doing your own work—what's shifted in your life for you? What's changed?
1: I so many things. Well, I'm going to share the ones that come to my head because I always feel like those are the that's the message that needs to be shared. Mm-hmm. But I can see myself. Oh, I love that. I. I can look in a mirror. There was a time I was saying to someone recently, I could look in the mirror and I could not see me. I was like, who, you know, picking myself apart. And I can look in the mirror and I think I can look in the mirror and say, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful because I see me within, which Mm -hmm. has enabled me to see me without outside on the outside.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. I see my value. I connect to my value. I know I have value. I know I'm enough. And those things have kept me rooted. For me, and that has then resulted in this sense of freedom. Mm. That I don't always have to be worrying about what other people think. or, And I know it's say, I said always, don't ever think. I don't think about what is someone thinking, but I'm not always Thinking about it, there's a difference. I'm not consistently; it's not hampering me to make everyday decisions, right? And I don't settle. Hmm. I don't settle in anything. And we're not just talking romantic relationships. We're talking about in business. We're talking about in friendships. We're talking about how I'm treated wherever I go, because I know I'm enough, and I know I don't that that level of respect, and I I don't have to please people. And so I don't do that. So I see myself. There's freedom. Um I don't say oh I talked about freely asking for help. I was talking yeah. to a friend today about an issue I was having. I was like, oh I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just sharing it. Well it was a therapist friend. But I said, um, oh my gosh, I'm just showing you every single detail. Are you okay? Can you manage this? And I was like, oh, it's okay. You're a therapist. Don't worry about it. It's <laughs> like, hey, am I, is this like a bit TMI? And then I was like, no, you're a therapist. It's okay. But I'm at that point where I can be totally like, people say to me, oh my gosh, you are just so vulnerable. And I'm like, yeah, because that's what set me free. Wow. It's
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. really beautiful.
1: Yeah. And that's what we want. We want to see ourselves. We want to know our values. And we're searching for it in the performance or in in people-pleasing. Yes, people-pleasing can come up in perfectionism for anyone. To yes. So yeah. And so we want those things. That's why we do this behavior. But the problem is those things don't fulfill us. But once we yeah. can connect to who we are, embrace and see ourselves, that's where that fulfillment comes from.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like that trust that we're going to be safe Mm -hmm. in our imperfections, in our sharing, in our vulnerability, Mm -hmm. that not that everyone can receive that from us, but that we're safe if we choose to share it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm. Well, if you had some words of wisdom that you felt were important to share with the listeners today who maybe are struggling with perfectionism mm-hmm. or people pleasing, what would that be?
1: Words of wisdom. I can sit here all day and tell you that you're enough. But what gets in the way of you believing that you're enough? What are the stories you tell yourself? What are the messages you've been told? What are the things you see that get in the way of you believing and seeing that you're enough? And write those down. Yeah. Start from there. And it could be any situation. You could be really developed and really secure in who you are. But then a new area comes in your life and something new and you feel insecure and you feel like an imposter, it's probably because you don't feel like you're enough. So yeah. it's it's a question to ask yourself whenever those feelings come up, like I mentioned, when mm-hmm. perfectionism is like, I'm out of the trunk, I'm in the driver's <laughs> seat, I'm in the passenger and I feel like I want to get in the driver's seat.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bianca, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really, really appreciate it. And I've mm-hmm. enjoyed our conversation as always. And I would love for listeners to know how they can find you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So the best way if you just want to recognize, just find everything is on my website, authentically be you.com. That's also the name on my social media, authentically be you is the social media on Instagram. I'm mainly on Instagram. I do have a Facebook, but mainly there and mm-hmm. on Pinterest as well, authentically be you. And oh, then nice. lastly, of course, the podcast, it didn't break me on all platforms. And it's that's also it didn't break So awesome. And can you share the name of your ebook again? Yeah. It's okay to be imperfect. And that is on my website. That is not on, on any of the Amazons or stuff, but that is, if you just go to Ford's authentically Bu forward slash shop and you can purchase the ebook there. Yes.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on the podcast. It was great to have you.
1: Thank you so much, Biz
0: another powerful conversation with an amazing woman. I really appreciated Bianca's openness and vulnerability around her own perfectionism, how it impacted her life and how much growth she has seen in herself. I think one of my favorite things was her saying that now she can look in the mirror and see herself. And I, can completely relate to that sentiment that as we work to heal our own wounds and see ourselves with true eyes, not the wounded eyes, not the not enough eyes, when we can see ourselves with love and compassion and care, it just shifts who we are in the world, in relationships, and in ourselves. So beautiful conversation. I hope you'll check out Bianca's website and book. And again, if you want to know more about the podcast, want to hear every single conversation as they go live every other week, you can sign up for the newsletter, Cushcoaching.com forward slash sign up. I hope you'll do it. If uh, you want to just know more about who I've talked to in the past, you can go to awakenyourwisewoman.com. If hanging out with me here on the podcast and listening to my conversations with all of these amazing women inspires you to want to work with me one-on-one as a coach, head to my website, ElizabethCushCoaching.com for all the info. I hope you all have a terrific week and I look forward to connecting with you next time here on the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Music by Andy Cush, sound editing by Laura Dissler and show notes by Kathy Cush. If you'd like more information about me, Biz Kush, and the resources shared today, go to awakenyourwisewoman.com.